Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey everybody, this is your favorite podcast, Bloody Happy Hour. What's up? This is April. This is Caroline. Bloody Happy Hour. This is your quickie episode today. First sponsor of the day. Wongo Puzzles Podcast Ad Brief. <laughs> That's not how you're supposed to say it. Wongo Puzzles. Hey there, fellow puzzle enthusiasts. You know what's worse than stepping on a Lego? Crappy cardboard jigsaw puzzles. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Wongo Puzzles. These things are the real deal, folks. Each puzzle is a masterpiece cut out of real wood. Real wood! With stunning designs and unique shapes that will challenge and delight you, and they come with all the pieces guaranteed. You never want to get a puzzle with one missing piece. I will tell you that. So, April, guess what? You can go to Wango, uh, wongopuzzles.com. Wongo. And you can get 10% discount. Using our code BHH. BHH. <laughs> Wongopuzzles.com, 10% off, inner code BHH. Thank me later. Also, are you ready to feel more energized, more focused, and supported? If you are, you should go to LairdSuperfood.com. And add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunsets. We have a promo code for you. It is BHH. Now, all you have to do is go to LairdSuperfood.com, enter promo code BHH, and you get 15% off your purchase today. All right. Um, Caroline, what's going on in the news? We got some quickies. All right, did you hear about the Uber Eats driver that was just killed and dismembered? Okay, well, I'll tell you about it. Yeah, Uber Eats driver killed and dismembered in a demonic attack while delivering food. Ooh, I did see the title to that. So a Florida man has been charged with the killing and dismembering of an Uber Eats driver who delivered food to his home. The man... The, the mail delivery driver was killed after arriving to the home of this guy, 30-year-old Oscar Solis in Holiday, Florida. Holiday. Wow, that sounds like a great place to go. Uh, this was on April 19th around 7 p.m. That's a scary day. Why? April 19th. We talked about all the anniversaries I on know. April 19th. I know. What was that anniversary of? There's so many. 
It was probably compound, like a bomb. Columbine, bind. Combine, Columbine. <laughs> the compounds. Why would we ever the- get a bad review? <laughs> That's rude of them. Oklahoma City bombing. Now the demonic Uber driver. Terrible. You know, and this wasn't an Uber driver. This was an Uber Eats driver. Uber. Oh. Which, by the way. What happened to the food? That was one of my jobs. Ooh. When yeah. I was having 15 jobs yeah. and I was a geography teacher. I remember that. I know. So Solis, this guy, he attempted to then rob the victim and eventually ended up killing him. They they don't even know each other, these people. So the victim's remains were later found at this guy's home in trash bags and a cooler. And there was also a receipt that had the killer's name on it. Yeah. So the sheriff's department, they said that the victim's wife texted him around 645 on April 19th and that he had replied saying, hey, I'm making my last delivery and I'll be home soon. And then she contacted him again at 7.15 and did not get a response. So he was making delivery to a guy and the guy ended up killing him. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like you literally just go put the food out. Yeah, you don't even Typically you just put it on the porch and you can take a picture of it. Yeah. But I I guess this one, I mean, I'm... I'm sure there's going to be something else. Says, I mean, I don't know. They say, it, they say it doesn't. So later that night, the victim's wife reported him missing. Police show up. They get the, they contact Uber. They get the GPS coordinates so they can figure out where he was last, which led them to the house of the alleged murder. And they went to the property. They answered, they ring the doorbell. Nobody answered. They ended up tracking down this guy's roommate and this is whenever they ended up finding footage of this on on the 19th of the delivery guy dropping off the food and then it says he was walking to the house to deliver the food and then the video cuts off so that's creepy then like the following day the murder was um seen carrying trash bags with another person to the side of the house. Detectives went through the trash bags. That's where they discovered human remains. And the victim's wedding ring and car keys were found inside the house. While his car was found around a third of a mile away. We're not going to drive it too far because we got to walk back. (laughs) Like, What? Oh, gosh. They said, quote, this was an absolutely horrific crime of passion. Uh-oh. What? This was demonic. That's This individual, what he did was demonic. That's what the officer said. So they don't know what, they don't know why. They don't know the relationship between the two. It doesn't appear that there has been any kind of relationship. It just appears that this was a guy doing Uber Eats, delivering his last delivery of the night, and then random person just killed him for no reason. Solace, the alleged murderer, was arrested on charges of homicide committed uh, committed during a robbery, and he's also been charged with a failure to register as a convicted felon and a parole violation. It sounds like a walk-in contradiction. 
He was the only one arrested, but somebody was walking with him, dumping the trash, right, on the camera. Mm-hmm. And then he says a crime of passion, but there was no connection. And then they put demonic in the title, but then there's nothing with mental health or religion or Cause anything like, the guy like that. So he's just out there r- running off at the mouth. I know. I'm like, there ha- is... There's got to be some, we've got to be missing something. Because this guy had like tattoos all over his face. I mean, I and do think it's like totally alone. planned. He's to- He planned it. He intentionally ordered the Uber. But d- but you can't pick who's going to deliver your food. He was just like whoever. Random. Oh. He was just like, I'm going to order food and he I'm going to kill. kill this person. who yeah. Whoever delivers this food to me, I will kill them. Yeah. He was an opportunist. I do think that. So he planned to kill. He didn't give a shit who he was going to kill. That is weird. That's crazy. That's the worst. That's yeah. like Israel Keys. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there you go. Then um, we have this Louisiana woman who was a, well, going back to Louisiana. <laughs> Do you hear about this lady who killed a little six-year-old kid, put him in a bucket, and pulled him in a wagon and dropped him off at, the, at my that f- bio mom's house? Oh, God. Don't don't even. Mm-hmm. Louisiana woman was arrested after a child this found dead in bucket on bio mom's lawn. So this, so is, she didn't even kill so her own kid. She killed yeah, somebody else's kid. Yeah. Her boyfriend, her boyfriend. So she, it was she was dating this guy. The guy had a kid. The why the former wife lived down the street, or like the street over. And there's video surveillance of her literally rolling a wagon with a bucket in it. No. Yeah. No. Yes, I watched it. No. I posted it. So Je- the Jefferson's Parish uh, Sheriff's Office is investigating the six-year-old, how the six-year-old girl was found in a bucket dead on Wednesday morning. Bella Fontanelle okay. is the girl. Her father reported her and her girlfriend missing, or him and his girlfriend missing. So it's his girlfriend and the kid. Okay. So daddy was like, hey, they're my missing. And my daughter's Hannah missing. Hannah Landon okay. is the girlfriend. She's missing. So he calls around 730 in the morning. He woke up and he was like, where are they? They're not here. He has another child that was at the home that was still there. So he's like, where's my girlfriend and my other little six-year-old? Um, so they start, police are investigating. They come, they look at the father's home. And then they go to the bio mom's home, which is just like a street away. And they notice that there was a bucket, like a 10-gallon bucket on the front lawn. And she didn't just And go her fishing. remains were inside. Oh, she left it on her front lawn. Girlfriend rolled the wagon with the bucket down the street, walking, and left it in, fr- like, bu- goes to bio mom's home. And just leaves it, the bucket there, in front on the I guess on the front lawn, and like walked away. So did Hannah kill her, or did the? Yes. Oh, Hannah, she's I was, the one okay, driving okay. the bucket. Okay, the okay, wagon. Okay, okay, she's okay. the wagon driver. She took it to Mama's house that lived down the road. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why what I was thinking. I don't either. <laughs> so investigators canvass the neighborhood. They get surveillance footage, and this is where they find all this 
And it shows a woman matching the description of Hannah wheeling a wagon with a large bucket inside to the biological mother's home. Uh, yeah. A search was launched to find Landon and she, or Han- Hannah, and she was at the hospital. Oh. So they find her at the hospital and then she's taken into custody. The girlfriend. She, I don't know why she's at the hospital. I don't even know what hospital she's at, but she's at the hospital. She's 43 years old. She's charged with first-degree murder, and the parents, the bio parents, dad and mom, are they're not believed to be involved. Autopsy, autopsy was conducted, and they said that her death was classified as a homicide, but the cause of death is not being released at this oh, time. Oh, man. I wonder if dad was going to leave her to get back with mom. And so she was like, oh, I'll pay both of y'all a lesson. To me, that's a crime. But what about the other kid? There's another kid. Maybe the other kid was just older and bigger or something. So, yeah, this this little girl was a kindergartner. Oh, it's At St. Matthew's Apostles School. Ooh. They cancel classes for the rest of the week. Yeah. So sad. I know. It's so bad. So, do you remember the killer? <gasps> I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. And, and I was like, I want to click on this, but I did not want to click on this. Okay. The, there's a killer clown lady. And this <laughs> happened in 1990. Okay. Uh-huh. And I, I've, I've seen this before, but I haven't really, like, gone into it. But, okay. It's the title of this article was woman dubbed killer clown accused of showing up in a costume to kill purported lover's wife. Okay. So she, she basically goes over to this lady's house dressed as a clown with balloons and she's delivering these balloons and then she shoots this lady in the head and then leaves and has her escape car right down the road and goes and escapes. And it's been like, 30 years. Forever. Okay, so Sheila Keen Warren is her name. Sheila. What have we always said? (laughs) Never Never trust trust a Sheila. Sheila. How many Sheilas be murders? (laughs) You don't want to trust a Sheila. You don't want to trust a Tiffany. You don't want to trust a Karen. A Candy. A a Candy. Oh, definitely not a Candy. (laughs) Any other names that ring hot? Those are the most. Yeah. 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 So she was accused of dressing up as a clown to kill her lover's wife. So I believe she was having it. Her and this guy were having an affair. Yeah. And then I guess she just decided she needed to kill the wife. I don't know. I guess they weren't divorced yet. And the lady was Marlene Warren. And this happened in 1990. Marlene was 40. So the victim, the one who got shot, was 40. So... This says, after an investigation that lasted nearly three decades, I guess they... Okay. And there was a witness. The son was yes. right there. So, yes. Why was it so hard? What what country... I mean, so what she pleaded guilty to the 1990 murder. Okay. But then um, she was... She did a plea agreement. And she got exonerated? Time served. Extradited. It was extradited. I got exonerated and extradited confused. Okay, this lady was shot in the face of the doorway, in the doorway. And it says that 
that Sheila had been jailed since 2017. So I don't know what happened between 1990 and 2017. That's how long she had been in jail this whole time because they haven't convicted her. You just said the trials lasted this long. Yeah. So she's been in jail. Been jailed but I since 2017. Yes. So from 1992 yes. to 2017. Was so later she, extradited to Palm Beach County where she was awaiting trial for first degree murder. But why did it take so long for them to go to a that's trial? What, that's what I couldn't find. And it says that um, she was taken into custody and then they reopened the case in 2014 because of these DNA advances. And she was in COVID. It was postponed with COVID. Oh, I did see yeah. that. But COVID happened in 2020. <sighs> it's still lagging. It says Sheila has. Oh, this is what her attorney said. Sheila has. Oh, no. This was the this was the um, prosecution. The state. She's finally she's finally been forced to admit that she was the one that dresses a clown and took the life of an innocent victim. And she's going to be convicted as a murderer for the rest of her days. But then apparently this plea agreement was a 12 year sentence rather than probable life. And which is what she could have been convicted as if she was had gone to trial, which the trial would have been in May but then she took this plea agreement. But then her attorney says this was a big win because then they start talking about she could be back on the streets in less than a year. <laughs> yes. I was like, what? I'm so confused. Because you count all this time that she's yes. been in there. Yes. <laughs> and they said the state of Florida originally wanted to execute her, but now they're like, now she's probably going home in 10 months. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, uh. So now she gets to say, well, the, I mean, I'm innocent, but why wouldn't I plead guilty? Because I get to go home. Exactly. It's like the Alfred, Alfred plea. Um, but yes, there was the only thing. Yeah. Somebody who was across the street, like one of the neighbors, and it might have been, you said, somebody's son. Oh, the <laughs> saying took place in front of 21-year-old son joseph aarons do you read these articles before i do but i forgot that it was the son (laughs) yeah and that's the one who uh like you have and he was 21 years so i can see if he was 21 months he was 21 years old so you had a great witness oh but he she was dressed up as a clown though yeah you know what let a clown come to my door. I would not be able to be a witness. I would not be able to be a witness. So maybe he had a fear of clowns, just like, oh, is just, that wait, the just, wait, of the clown? just wait, just wait. So, this, okay, so apparently they're having an affair. Sheila was working with Michael at this used car dealership. What a romantic job. And they both denied having the affair. Um, and then the evidence was that Sheila was the killer because she drove this white Chrysler LeBaron. It was found days after the murder, but the evidence was long brown human hairs and orange like orange like <laughs> fibers. <laughs> which that similar From evidence was found during a search at Sheila's home. And Marlene's neighbors confirmed seeing a clown hand Marlene flowers and balloons before shooting her at the front door. And also they said that 
people at the co- costume store. <laughs> they said that, yeah, they saw, like, we saw a woman who was in here, and it it was that woman, and she was buying a a clown outfit just days before the, the before the murder, and she purchased two balloons that said, you're the greatest. Mm-mm. And this is at a Publix grocery, which uh, apparently was the only place that sold that balloon. I don't know. This is the greatest clown in the world. It's like Bonzo. Bozo. Uh uh. If if this thing shows up to my house, I'm like John Wayne Gacy. Bye. Oh goodness. Uh, First of all, I don't even answer my door. Anyways, (laughs) I don't answer my door, and I don't answer my phone. So scary. So those are the stories. But we also have a little bit of a Coburger update. <clears throat> it's not much. Do you know? Have you heard the latest? So they're trying to. Bethany Funk is one of the surviving roommates. Yes. She was on the bottom floor. She heard nothing. She was asleep. She was not in the probable cause affidavit at all. The defense is now going after her in order to get a statement saying she has exculpatory evidence or a, I don't, we don't know what they're thinking she has, but typically it's not normal for the defense to go after her, but she's in a different state. And so they're trying to get her to have an interview, which I think that she just agreed, agreed to it. Yeah. So, and another note is, since it is in another state, I do believe it will be a public hmm. what they can release. But I'm thinking that it, they're making it sound like she has some some secret that they're like, oh, we found it and this is going to clear him of everything. Yeah. And like, oh, he's going to be exonerated and he's going to prove that he wasn't the killer. But most likely, in my opinion, it's that she can... St- she can basically say, yes, there were multiple people in that house that night, or we typically have a lot of people come through the house, and it will just give maybe reasonable doubt. Or that he has been there before, like that he has DoorDash before or visited before or See, how would that something. be good for the Like, why would that? Because be- then if he... If- if she could say that he has been there before, like delivered food before or been at a party before then all that evidence could have been there before and not from the night of the crime like how could you rule out that it came from the night of the murders is what i I was thinking too well the only evidence that we really have is the knife sheath Yes, that we know of. But when I go there in a couple of months for the hearing, I mean, I guess I should just save it for the trial. <laughs> I could just go one. I just want to go one day for the hearing. Okay. So, hold on. And you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, I feel like we should do this like a church. You know, at church, you got to pay your tithes. Tithes? <laughs> yes. So we're basically preaching to the people right now. This is blasphemous. 
we are preaching to them and I feel like we just sometimes maybe deserve a tithe. I just wanted to say tithe. <laughs> it's appreciated. I think I'm going to have to do a GoFundMe and be like, at least fund me, you know, a couple hundred to go to Idaho and I will, I will be on my phone and I will do it and I will take off of work. I'll probably be fired by things. So I'll be like, you're undoing nothing. You're the territory checks. Terrible. In other words, Jerry Springer died today uh, wait. of what? And in good news, Carolyn Brian Donham 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 is the lady who this came up like back to back. It was like a couple hours ago, Jerry Springer alert, and then a couple hours ago, Carolyn Bryant Donham, which is the lady who lied on the 14-year-old Emmett Till in Mississippi for whistling, said that the little, he whistled at her, and then in turn, he got like killed and slaughtered. She died today, too. Who is that? Who? I don't know who that is. Emmett Till? No, I don't know who this whistle lady is. She's she's the one that said a little black story. boy. Oh. I've talked about it just no. on and off. Yeah. I am going to do it one day. Basically, she said this little boy at a grocery store whistled at her. Mm-hmm. Okay? Back then, not allowed. Oh, because if you're black, you can't. You can't even make eye contact. You got to sit in the back of the bus. Nothing. So they got him, 14 years old, grabbed him. I think they decapitated him, hung him. Oh, the the white like just men in the town. Like he got killed because she because she said he whistled whistled, at him. Yes, yes, and then Uh her later it came out that it was all a lie. And they were trying to get her to, she was like on her deathbed and they're trying to get her oh, to just now, confess. Oh, she's just now on her deathbed. She just now died. I know, but listen, <laughs> I'm listening. I'm trying to get the all the details. Yeah, she, so she died today. She yeah, dies so today in the- Louisiana. So I'm saying is she's dead and she's never come out and actually apologized or said I was wrong or But did she anything. before she died on her deathbed? She has never come out and said, oh, I'm sorry or me. I was wrong or anything. So she just died. Oh, so that's the story is that she just died today? Yes. Oh. So I was celebrating. Well, I would celebrate if I would, I would need her to confess. No, that, the, now the Lord's going to deal with her. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway, so that's in other news. Um, All right, Thursday, episode 100, and we're switching it up for you guys. You are going to get the biggest story, the longest universe. story in bloody happy hour history. But we're not going to give you long episodes like we did like maybe for when we did like Ted yeah. Bundy. Like and I'm not Jeff even Dahmer. gonna talk. You are gonna talk oh, because I'm gonna talk. But we're gonna give you shorties, like quickie episodes. But at the same time, but you'll we can release them. You'll get at least four parts at a time. So if you want to listen to four parts at a time, you can. 
Um, but if you need to take a break from it and come back later, you'll have that opportunity too. So this week, you're going to get at least four parts. Next week, you'll get the ending and all the conspiracy theories and everything surrounding the whole David Koresh. Favorite. And the compound and everything. So let's go to Waco Thursday. We'll see y'all then. Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe especially golden age stuff oh golden age stuff is always the best and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness of everything that's right so subscribe today and uh, follow us on instagram at bros bros heroes and if you don't i know where you live not really but please subscribe (laughs) bros and bros and heroes Gonna tell you about bros and foes and heroes. Gonna tell you about. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. So check us out on RogueMediaNetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. (laughs) This has been a Rogue Media Network production.